What to do, freak bitches? <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi. How are you? What's going on? It's me. It's Vince. How are you? It's another another episode. Another time to do something again. I hope you're well. Episode two hundred one. We are into the next set of digits in threes. I hope you're well. Thank you for joining me today for episode 201. Some fun things to talk about. My music is a little loud. I'm going to have to take care of that in a second. Uh, it looks like I'm peaking on my audio as well. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you enjoyed episode 200. I didn't do anything crazy, but you know, it was fun. It's neat to think that we're here at this point. Before we really get into anything, and I don't really have much to talk about because there's not a lot to talk about. Uh, I mean, of course, my phone rings as I start. No one texts me all day. And then uh, my homeboy's on PlayStation trying to trying to hit me up. <laughs> I don't have a ton to talk about. What I do really want to talk about real quick, I want to make sure I say this right away. We have started a new Discord. There is a new Discord. We're leaving behind the Atomic Radio Hour Discord. I'm still doing Atomic Radio Hour. But I felt like it would, it would be more inclusive if we moved from that to the Ghoulman Entertainment Discord channel. It's still I'm still going to have Atomic Radio Hour. Still going to talk about Old Man Vince videos. Still going to talk about Kyle and Vince Likes. I want to bring back Lizard Brains at some point. All of this stuff will still be talked about in the new one and a bunch of other shit. Some of the homies from the original one showed up. Show up. Please hang out for a little bit. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we are doing a game night this Friday. If you're hearing this, the day it comes out, it's already a day past. But the 13th, May 13th, we're doing game night. We haven't done a game night in, I think, like a year or two. Hopefully we can have that be a thing. There's an events tab now in the new Discord that it'll say, hey, like you could come in. And if you're at the uh, filmed in front of a live studio audience tier, there'll be an, an event in there that you can come in and listen to the episodes be i think you could watch but I, I don't know if you could watch but you could definitely listen to these atomic radio hour episodes being li being recorded live you get to be there so you don't have to wait till saturday to hear them you can hear them with all my burps and beeps and blops and boops and creams and sleeves and whatever button i just hit that made a noise this one you'll hear this and You'll hear me take it off and put it on and take it off and put it on and whatnot. And, you know, it's fun. It's something different. I thought it's a way to get people involved. There's also a chat option. So if I'm saying something and I'm talking directly out of my ass, you could be like, hey, asshole, you're wrong. And then you become part of the show, too. So, you know, that's something to check out. Again, if you're part of the, that Patreon tier, shout out to the Patreon. I love you. The Atomic Radiohead Discord will be shut down by the 31st of May. But other than that, I really, like I said, I don't have much to talk about. Just it's been, you know, like life is life. You know? <laughs> um, I feel like part of me feels like I should apologize and part of me feels like I shouldn't. The past few episodes, I feel like I've kind of been dragging. There's like two weeks where I was really on a high and then it kind of died down. And uh, I feel like it shows a little bit. And I'm always very cognizant of that. I try to be at least to be cognizant because, you know, people tune in every week. They want to see something. They want to hear something. They want to laugh. They, you know. So I try to think, oh, hey, like, how am I doing performance wise? And I don't always have someone to check in with that. So I don't know. Part of me feels like I should apologize for it. And part of me is just like, you know, them's the breaks. It's just life is life. Some one week you're up the next week. You're not. 
there's a song about that that I can't think of <laughs> what song or even the lyrics, but you know, it is what it is. I have some stuff I want to talk about after the lore today. Um, some news on 76. I know I don't really talk about 76, but it's something that I want to play, something that I want to do, and it seems like it could be somewhat promising. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But before that, I feel like we should talk about something. How do you, I want to know what you guys, how you guys feel about video game adaptations. So I don't think it's any secret if you listen to this or if you know me that I've kind of fell out of love with video games. They've become something I do socially. I don't look forward to sitting down and playing a game the way I did when I was younger. I don't know why. It's just, it is what it is. And I try to stream and even then I have a hard time, but I'll get back. I promise. I'll get back. I was actually doing a little research recently on some equipment. But Sonic being the, now, uh, Sonic 2 being the highest grossing video game movie ever, uh, it surpassed 70 million. I want to say it might have surpassed 100, but I could be wrong, like with worldwide numbers and what have you. But also, like, now everything has a show and some sort of an adaptation. I talked about, last week, I believe, I talked about the Fall Show a little bit. But, like, the last of a show, I've been following this one Twitter page where, I'm sorry, this Instagram page where they're posting, like, insider uh, footage and, like, shots of locations and, and, and what have you. And, like, it looks really dope. And there's things that look like it's straight out of the show. There's little things that they're changing, like, it's 2003, not 2013. Uh, everything that happens in the first game in Pittsburgh is now in Kansas. They changed the location of, like, the dam or something, or, like, I don't remember exactly. But they changed little things around. Fine. I don't really care. But do you feel like that maybe... Do you feel like that maybe takes some integrity out of it in a weird way? Like, I feel like a game like The Last of Us is so dependent on you feeling like you're with these characters. I'm not saying a TV show can't do that, but it's just such a different medium. Like, I don't feel like me watching a character do something on a screen is the same as me being the character on the screen and doing something. I, maybe this is just a me thing. I haven't watched the Halo show. I don't plan on it. Apparently, Chief takes his helmet off in, like, the first 25 minutes. I don't know why. The The people who have made the show have been very proud about the fact that they've never played or even thought of the games whilst making the show. So, I don't know why I'd want to watch it. It might be fine. But apparently, they're driving, like, 2017 Toyota Tundras in the year 2552. I don't know. Don't plan to watch it. Not a huge Halo fan. Really liked the first game, 3 and Reach. Multiplayer was A-OK. -okay. Infinite's multiplayer was, was cool. But, like, here's another point that I wanted to make sure I made. And it's going to be kind of shitty. Um, and gatekeepy. How much of a casual audience this is going to introduce? And a casual audience could be a good thing. I feel like Fallout got kind of introduced to a casual audience. And for better or for worse, it's kind of good. If you're a merch person like I am and you have a shelf of shit, it's good. I remember when the only piece of merch for, from Fallout that I could really buy was a messenger bag that I might have here if I didn't leave it at my mom's house uh, <laughs> that says vault Tech on it. That's about it. Like, there was a point of time. There's a Funko. Where do I have it? 
This is one of the first pieces of merch that I remember coming out that was directly related to Fallout that wasn't a – what do you call it? That wasn't a um, – help me out here. You hear me. You hear me stuttering. You just sit there. wasn't directly related to like a special release, like a special edition, whatever. It was a Funko Fallout Legacy collection. It's a little Lone Wander. Like this is your – this is Albert. With a little hunting rifle in the corner. This one, like, I kept in the box. It's The back is, like, super generic, super basic. It's just the cover of Fallout 3. They have a Power Armor one. This says it's from 2015. I didn't buy this till like, three years ago. They had a ton of them. I don't remember where I bought this. But, like, this was it. There was maybe a couple other things that you could get, like, a t-shirt if you were lucky. And then... Oh, what the fuck fell? Like, the, the Nightfall 4 comes out. I spent, like, 60, 70 bucks on just just mystery minis this is like a fallout 3 super mutant i have strong next to him but like you know i have a tunnel snake next to all of my fallout 3 stuff here let me just grab it it's right here i don't have all of them but like you know i'm a merch person i like plastic dust collectors that was good. <laughs> and like, if we get more last of us merch, like I wanted that jacket, you could, have, you could buy Joel's jacket with a little moth on it. And like that stuff's cool to me. But if you introduce a casual, more casual audience that just fought, like uh, there's so many people that just know fallout from four and 76 that have never played new Vegas or three. And that is wild to me, but it's there and it exists. So like, are we going to get a group of people that don't appreciate and or understand the lore the way someone who's more hardcore is? This isn't a bad thing. Inducting people into your little fandom, your little cult, if you will, isn't a bad thing. It could be a great thing. What if somebody finds a Fallout game or The Last of a Show and has never played the game and is like, wow, I really connect with these characters and I really like Joel and Tommy and... Tommy's wife and, and Ellie and like all the, and, uh, and the woman who's good friends with Ellie's mom or some shit from the beginning. Like you could really connect with these characters and maybe they'll get, they'll go, they'll look and say, Hey, you know, maybe I won't play the game. Maybe I'm not a, a, a gamester or I don't have a console or can't afford a new one or something, but I'll watch a let's play. I, I knew a kid who said his favorite game ever made was Bloodborne, but he never played it. Which I could, I kind of argued with him. I was like, then it's not your favorite game if you never played it. You need to at least play it. Like, even if you would have said, like, I only played it for an hour because I don't have a PlayStation, whatever, with you, fine, you're good to go. Anyway, I want to know what you guys think. Comments below. Join the Discord, the new Discord. Link in the description. Or hit me on Twitter. There's also a link to the Twitter down there. Like I said, I don't have a tremendous amount of things to say today. Uh, I do want to save the Fallout news for the back end of the show. So I think what I'm going to do is just move right on into this week's lore. Now, before I get into the lore, he said without his headphones on, before I get into the lore, I have to thank the Patreon. Thank you guys. Because of you, I continue to do this. And reminder, real quick, if you are in the filmed live before studio audience tier, you can listen to these episodes be recorded live on a Wednesday or Thursday night, anywhere from seven to like nine MST. It's a couple, it's, it's a couple bucks an episode it comes out to per month. Thank you to the Patreon from the top. We have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. 
After Noah, we have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, it's Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And last, but certainly not least, we have to thank TP. Thank you, TP. Thank you so much uh, for all of your support, all of your love and adoration. But we have to move on into the lore now. And like I've been saying, this episode and the episode prior, we now have a new Discord. We are now in the Ghoulman Entertainment, the umbrella that is all of the projects that I put online. It's under the umbrella of Ghoulman. And we have a new, uh, new Discord to celebrate that. Like I said earlier, we're doing a game night this Friday. Hopefully it becomes a recurring thing. I'm not in charge of it. Uh, another person in the Discord is in charge of it. So whatever happens, happens. So what I did is I asked. I, I went in the Discord and I said, hey, I'm thinking of a number, 1 to 25 or 1 to 20. Let me check. I don't even remember. I said 1 to 20. It was 13. Good number. Lucky number. Person who got it. A fellow by the name of... <laughs> Dog, you can't be having... This is this is such a great name. Keto... Keto... Keto-friendly charm? <laughs> I wanted to read it like six times just to make sure I was reading it correctly. 13. And they hit me with a lore suggestion that I never thought of, to be completely honest. I would have never thought of this. It's a little convoluted. It's a little confusing. I have notes, but I will be reading off the site for this. It's on the Vault Boy. The Little Yellowman. Let me grab him. I've been grabbing him. This is actually... <laughs> I used to drive a Jeep, and I ordered just plain bobbleheads... And instead of a hula girl, I put him on my dash. So the back of him, I don't know if it'll show up on camera, but the back of him is like sun stained. But yeah, he, now I have two of them that are exactly the same. And he sits right next to my helmet and my copy of my collector's edition of uh, New Vegas. I'm actually going to use the Vault Boy quite a bit for this because it's the lore on the Vault Boy shithead, of course. Uh, but... The Vault Boy has an overarching theme. So if you want to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, make sure you're in the new Discord once a week. I'll ask a question. First person to get the question right. Gets to pick lore for the week. And this week's lore is on the Vault Boy from the entire Fallout series. Now, he's the corporate mascot of Vault Tech, and he shows up in adverts... Manuals, training videos, products, and holotaped games. There's also the Vault Girl, which is the female counterpart of the Vault Boy. One thing that I really wanted to point out, which I didn't realize, I knew of, but like didn't realize. Do you ever have one of those things where you know of it, but you don't like know of it type deals, type beats? Is that each game, more or less, has a different look to the Vault Boy. So starting in Fallout 1, he's kind of more slim, but like he's got kind of a bulkier chest. Come Fallout 2, he's a little more portly. Now, in Fallout 1, all of the illustrations are done by a, a George Almond. Uh, and this is like a th this is something that I think is interesting that it's th the same corporate mascot, but from game to game is done slightly different. So Almond does it in like this very and I'll talk about it later, the Monopoly Man, which actually <laughs> he's got a great name. I don't remember it offhand, but it's in the notes. It's based off of him originally, and then he's a little more thick. I feel like he's a little more um, like a straight, uh, uh, streamlined design for Fallout 2. New Vegas, he's slim. There's probably a picture behind me of, of all of them. But New Vegas, he's slim, and then we get down to th Fallout 3s, 4s, and 76s, and he's kind of this like uniform... 
uh, streamlined design. I'm sorry, and also Brian Me- Menzi. Brian Menzi did. Brian Menzi did all of Fallout New Vegas's. Uh, Fallout Two was by Tamrel Ray Isaac. But on this is also saying that uh, Brian Mays did most or a, a number of them for Fallout 2 as well. But then when we get to 3, 4, and 76, they're all done by uh, Natalia Smir- Smirnova, who did the three games under Bethesda. And it's just, I think it's super interesting to see kind of like how it's the same general idea, but kind of gets passed around. Like I'm looking at another figure. This is a Fallout 4 figure. I don't remember what he's from, but I just have him. And he's just kind of chunky. Like, he kind of reminds me of the Pillsbury Doughboy. He's got a little belly on him. He's a cute little boy. Like, don't don't clip that. Don't take that out of context. But, like... And then you have stylized stuff, of course. Like, the bobbleheads that I have and, like, the figurines that I have and whatnot. Some of the media that you can find the Vault Boy in is the Pit Boy interface, Hell's Chain Gang, a comic, Nuka Tapper, the holotape game, the Fallout 4 manual, Pitfall, the holotape game, Red Menace, again, a game, Underground Life, a comic, the Vault Dweller Survival Guide, Fallout 3 promotional items, Vault Dweller Survival Guide, Pocket Reference Edition, a guidebook, uh, the Fallout 76 animated shorts, the Fallout 4 animated shorts to this day are still incredible. They still slap. I don't care what anybody says. I shit on that game all the time, and I shit on it because I love it, and I feel like it should have been better, but those those uh, seven trailers that were the special videos, incredible. Such a genius idea. I love, to this day, I love them. Like, if I boot up Fallout 4 when I was still playing it heavy, when I would boot it up, I was like, I'm watching it. Strength pops up, charisma pops up, luck, and intelligence, and endurance, charisma, agility, I'm watching it. The Wasteland, well, I'm sorry, wait, Wasteland holotape game, what makes you special what I was talking about before, and the Your Special Book. He's appeared in every single game. He has become the de facto mascot of the game, which is cool. Um, I'm not against it. There's some. I have a little bit of a problem with some of it, which I was talking about some of the merch stuff, which I'll get into later. My main problem is that the Vault Boy was supposed to be a direct parody. And this is, this is not lore. This is opinion time. It's supposed to be a direct parody of capitalism. It is supposed to be greed incarnate. It is supposed to be what happens when you have a mascot peddle its wares to the public and it's an evil corporation and they go, hmm, I like this silly little smiling man. I want to give him my money. And that's what it's become. Everything, like I hate when I see before it was Vault Boy everywhere. I hated to see the Vault Boy with like Nuka-Cola because it was nowhere in the game. It didn't exist. And I was like, that's that's just the two pieces of iconography from the game. I mean, that's what Bethesda has done with the Vault Boy and Nuka-Cola and the Brotherhood, more or less. I feel like they should ease up on pretty much the three of them, like extensively. Have a have a billboard, have a poster, of course. The fact that I had like Vault Boy armor for my power armor in 76 when the f- would that have happened he's also like i said earlier he's based off of he's based off the monopoly man whose real name is rich uncle Pennybags, and monopoly was supposed to be a critique of capitalism bad like this is what happens when one person control like this is what's called why it's called monopoly monopoly one of many you own one of many it's what happens when one person owns everything not good 
community is where it is at, folks. Uh, we, we will get away from opinions right now. We're not going to get away from opinions right now. I've lied. This is the bobblehead for barter. I've had this problem for a very long time. If this is the bobblehead for, for barter and it is pre-war, why does the pre-war bobblehead have a bottle cap? This doesn't make sense. If he had a bag of money, I'm with you. This doesn't make any sense. This bothers me, but since I love barter and charisma and what have you, it doesn't doesn't bother me. Uh, I mean, he sits on my little jar of caps, but still, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that in there. Don't yell at me. I pay my taxes on time. Fuck you. He's also, the Vault Boy is also used for all of the achievement icons uh, for three New Vegas, four and 76. If you get an achievement real quick, here is a Vault Boy achievement. Neat, right? It's pretty cool. Uh, depending on what it is, it could be anything for the game, from the game. The Nuka-Cola one where he's holding the bottle. That's the only time that ever showed up that I could think of. Genuinely. Uh, for the Sarah Petra Vita quest, there is the one where he looks like Batman for the superhuman gambit. Uh, there's a bunch of others. I'm having a hard time remembering. Please stop yelling at me. I'm a good boy. Now, here's where it kind of gets a little confusing. For me, at least. In Fallout 1, the Pip-Boy you have is a Pip-Boy 2000, right? Love the design of it. Like, if anything, my favorite kind of design, because it feels like the Pip-Boy is more of a suitcase. It's not on you. It's a device. It feels almost kind of Gek-esque. This version of the Vault Boy that's on it is completely different. There's a picture of him right here. I really like this design. Uh, I refer to it as the elf design or the OG design or whatever. He has pointy ears. Uh, his suit in Fallout 76, this version of it is referred to as the Volpoy 2000 because it's on a 2000. As much as we shit on 76, I mean, I do, but you know, I feel like a lot of people do. This Pip-Boy, this Pip-Boy is the best Pip-Boy. It's super dusty. I don't clean my shelf. I think Fallout stuff looks better when it's dusty. This is the best Pip-Boy. By far the best Pip-Boy. Design-wise, immaculate. The grate, the little speaker, the little switchy switches on the side. But on top, what I really want to show, let me undustify that, there is a Pip-Boy plaque. Come on, focus, damn it. The Pip-Boy Model 2000 Mark V. Behind me, I'm going to display it real quick. It's the Pip-Boy 2000 from Fallout 1. And on it has the Vault Boy in the original, or I'm going to call it the OG colorway of red and yellow. I, I love the old school design. I love how they modernized it. I, I very much enjoy that shit. In the earlier games, in a lot of the promotional stuff and in the manuals, he's referred to as Vault Man. And then he gets referred to as Vault Boy. When I get to the notes and smaller, or when I get to the behind the scenes and notes on uh, the wiki and whatnot, yeah, I believe it addresses it. Now, the character was originally designed, and there should be the OG design behind me somewhere, was originally designed by Leonard Boyarski, uh, based partly on Rich Uncle Pennybags from the Monopoly board game. Now, this part isn't technically canon. It comes from an interview on a blog called Duck and Cover. And then drawn for Fallout by George Almond, like I said prior, uh, for the first few cards, and then by... Termal Ray Isaac, who finalized the look of the character as he's known today. 
like I said, he was based off of Rich Uncle Pennybags, and he had a much larger head in the original design. Brian Mays was responsible for all of the Vault Boy images, all of the new Vault Boy images in Fallout 2 and Fallout New Vegas, and largely followed, followed Isaac's finalized design. Natalie Smirnova drew all of the Vault Boy images for 3, 4, and 76, and further animated in 4 and 76. They're easily recognizable with a short, stout, and they're short and stout and have beadier eyes. Uh, Fallout tactics were drawn, drawn, just take out tactics. Just take that out. Leonard Boyarski said that the first Vault Boy concept art, that this is the first ever drawing of the skill guy, as I originally called him. I did it to show everyone what I was going on about. And it was given to George Amund, who did the first few initial cards and began the progression from what you see in the pick to the final version. T. Ray Isaacs, the other fellow I was talking about, then took over the cards and did the rest of the rest of finalizing the look. He also appears in the 2002 action-adventure third-person shooter game, Run Like Hell, Hunter Be Hunted, a game that was also made by Interplay on candy bars called Pip-Boy Protein Bars. That's cool. And then with the Vault Boy buff-out addiction image on them. Neat. The Vault Boy bobblehead also appears in uh, id Software's Rage. In Doom 2016, the Vault Boy appears in-game and as part of a UAC part of the UAC's line of Marine Guy toys, fittingly as the Vault Guy. Super Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate from 2018. The Vault Boy also appears as a DLC me costume. Uh, for a gunner, a gunner me, wielding an alien blaster. It's neat. I would have liked to have seen the Dovahkiin, but whatever. Uh, the Vault Boy also appears in one man and a crate full of puppets. Behind me should be a bunch of uh, pictures of the Vault Boy and what have you. That's pretty much him. Super neat idea for lore because it's something so broad. It's not just like, hey, here's... The Minutemen. Do the Minutemen. It's, they're in one game. They might be talked about a little bit elsewhere in the future. That's really it. This is something that is the entire series. It's really all I have to say on the Vault Boy. My fa- he, he, he has made yellow and blue attractive to me again. That, my friends, is lore. All right. So I want to talk about 76 for a minute. Now... If you've been here for a minute, you're probably no stranger to the idea that I don't like 76 all that much. I don't find it all that fun. It had a great community from what I'm seeing. The community is kind of falling in on itself. It seems like a fun game if you're into it. I never got into it. I spent a lot of money on it and didn't even get 20 hours worth of gameplay. That being said, this year, soon... Like the end of this year, they're coming out with 76 Expeditions. And we get to go back to my home state of Pennsylvania to see Pittsburgh. So I was excited when I got to see this because Pittsburgh, if the lore is anything like real human history, in the 40s, Pittsburgh was a metropolis of industry. Most of the steel, I think most of the weapons and tanks that were made during World War II came from Pittsburgh. The Steelers logo is the football team, the American football team for (laughs) Pittsburgh 
their logo is the steel logo. Like that is what that, that they're called the Steelers. It, it, it is what the, that part of Pennsylvania, it's what Pennsylvania is probably known for. Now it's heroin addiction and, and pill popping. I'm excited to see this, especially, you know, we saw that vertebrate go down in, in the, in the teaser trailer. The teaser trailer is probably behind me. And I'm a little disappointed by what I read. I'm going to read directly off the website of, of what it is. But for the cliff notes, the spark notes, whatever you want to call it, it essentially boils down to a dungeon. One single dungeon, a radiant quest with minor differences in a new location. And there's like little things like... I was watching a video explaining what was going on lore-wise for 76, because I have no fucking clue. And... I'll, I'll just read it, and I'll, and I'll address it when I get there. So this is coming off fallout.bethesda.net. So, the responders who brought much-needed aid to the residents of Appalachia and who fought back against the Scorch Plague have been gone for years. However, the spirit of their endeavor still lives on through the people who have returned to the region to take up the noble cause. Given their growing ranks, the responders have reformed and recently taken up residency in the White Springs Resort. They have set up the White Springs Refuge as a hub for their operations and the home and the home base for an intact vertebrate they secured during their endeavors in the wasteland. When you head to the refuge, when you head to the refuge, you will meet many of the hardworking folks who made up the new who make up the new responders and learn about their ambition to explore and provide aid to settlements outside of Appalachia using the vertebrate. Now. Here's my problem with that so far. We know that none of this is going to matter because we've played the pit. We know that the responders don't make a dent. That's why I'm so against prequels. Because I know what already happened. That's why I never watched The Thing from 2011. I don't need to see it. I'll probably watch it one day, but I don't need to see it. Thing's my favorite movie. The Half the good shit about The Thing... A lot of the good shit about the thing is that it's ambiguous. You don't know which what you're walking into. And if you watch the movie from 2011, you find out what the Norwegians are talking about. Like, ah, it's just, it's not for me. So you know that the responders ultimately will meet their demise or just pull out. Just straight up act like a college kid who forgot to buy rubbers and pull out. Like, just, I'm not my kid. You know what I mean? Like, just, I don't feel like we're getting anything I don't, and I say this before even playing it, but I have a feeling we're not going to get anything crazy because the Brotherhood, the West Coast Brotherhood fleeing the West Coast to find DC don't get there until 2070 something, 2076, 2077. If I remember correctly, you leave the vault and the Brotherhood's there for maybe a few months, if you're lucky. The vertebrate isn't going to fly itself and it won't be going anywhere on a dead battery. To get that bird off the ground, you're going to need to charge up its ultra ultra sight battery cell. Each day you visit the White Springs Refuge, you will receive three Refuge Daily quests. Every Refuge Daily you complete will reward you with percentage of battery charge. Finish all three and you will earn enough full enough to fully power up the vertebrate and lead you on your own expedition. So when I first read that, when I first heard about that, my first thought was, so it's just the first quest from Fallout 4. Leave the vault, find Preston, get the power core, go get your suit of armor. That's what it felt like. Maybe I'm being too cynical. 
Maybe. It's also an MMO, so they have to have dailies, and they have to have reason for you to come back for at least an hour. I get it. But, 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 it just kind of seems lazy. To me, so far, you know, I also haven't seen anybody play it or whatnot. And even if they open up public test servers, I doubt anyone's going to stream it, so I'm not going to see it. Not that they're going to stream it because they don't want to, but there's probably an NDA. Starting our journey, an expedition will kick off a new mission for you and up to three other teammates. Our our first mission, Union Dues, will... I don't hate that. Our first mission, Union Dues, will take you into the depths of the pit, a city that has been eager to revisit, that we've been eager to revisit since it appeared in Fallout 3. Without spoiling too much, the pit is currently fraught with with a power struggle between the Union, an industrious and diverse band of survivors working to rebuild the city, and the Fanatics, a gang of raiders looking to expand their territory. Your goal is to provide support to one of the local Union chapters and drive the Fanatics out of the Foundry, which the Union have been using as their base of operation. Each mission that you embark on, like Union dues, will feature three randomized objectives for you to conquer. While you encounter the same overarching theme from one playthrough to the next for the given mission, these randomized objectives will keep the experience fresh every time you step off the vertebrate. Mm, yeah? One mission, dog? Like, I get it. It's like a, it's a pretty much a free-to-play MMO. It's not, but it like feels like it. Especially if you're on Xbox, because it's just on Game Pass. But like... One mission? How long is the mission? Can I, can I beat it in 40 minutes? Is it like the Cayo Perico heist from, from GTA Online? Which is a fine heist. It's, you know, it's all right. You could do it by yourself. That's fun if you want money. If you're still playing GTA Online. I don't like GTA Online and I'm playing it. It's cool. But, like, it's just Radiant Quest. It's, it's imagine there's one dungeon per region in Skyrim and or no there's so let's say there's 15 per region but every dungeon is exactly the same but there's one of four different things that change this one has draugr this one has um this one has vampires uh, this one has uh, something that looks like it's from sesame street i don't know a monster I want to see this in action. I want to see more about it. Does it, if it opens it up for, hey, here's the first mission union dues. Here's what's next. Here's what's next. Here's what's next. And if we can eventually see like, hey, this is what happened before like the, the plague that is inside that people become trogs. We get to see the beginning of that. Fine. I'm okay with that. Give me five missions, whatever. Five quick little radiance. Absolutely build out the world. I want to see that. That's something I want to see. But like, they're bringing back the auto axe, which Bethesda has like a weird boner for the auto axe. I don't know why. I feel like it shows up every chance they get. It was supposed to be in Fallout 4, then it wasn't that it came back in like some way. I don't remember how, but I know it's in the game somehow. If it's a paid mod or an update or what have you, or DLC. Claim your rewards. Speaking of rewards, you will receive XP loot and a legendary item every time you finish a mission. If you complete all of your optional objectives, you will receive one of many pit-themed rare items rare item plans once per week each can include weapons power armor mods outfits objects for your camp and more some new items that are being 
being introduced with the update, like the auto axe melee weapon and union power armor are not part of the expedition's award pool. You will need to unlock them through other means, and we will have more information to share later on. So, it's neat. I want to see more of the world. I want to see more things. I want to see reason to want to explore in 76. I'm having a really hard time doing that. Last I was playing, it was months ago, trying to hit level 20 and just couldn't bring myself to do it. I kind of fell out of it. This is neat, though. I very much want to see where this is going to go. I want to know what you're thinking. So please, again, Discord link, Twitter link, comments below. Thank you for being here. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please let me know what you think of the pit. Please let me know what you think of the lore. Please join the Discord. If you like the intro music, it's by the homie Shane Ivers. Silvermansounds.com slash free music for all of us eaters. Throw that slash and uh, put in a feather duster. And you can find the intro to the show. Like I said, the Discord link, please join description below. Twitter, me, show, Kyle, down below. Jump on in. Have a gay old time. Again, shout out to the Patreon. I love you. Redbubble, if you want to buy a design, help support the show a little bit. There's some stuff there. I should update it soon. I got a lot going on. Trust me, you'll see soon. I love you. I hope you're safe. I hope you're well. Thank you for being here. Call somebody you know and love. You know, make a small donation. Find a nonprofit. Find some good people helping out, either homeless or... A children donate to like a children's hospital do a little five dollar donation you don't have to even claim it on your taxes just you know do something that's gonna make you feel good i love you i hope you're well i look forward to seeing you next week uh i'll talk to you then bye atomic radio hour podcast a gulman energy Entertainment Production.